We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on? How you doing? Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Talking Buffalo Podcast. I am Patrick Moran. Thank you very much, as always, for locking in. Audio side, Spotify, Apple, the video side on YouTube. Appreciate all you guys. It is Wednesday. That means this is going to be the fourth of a five-week series, seven rounds, Buffalo Bills mock drafts, which, of course, means... Like he's been here for the whole way, my man Aaron Quinn from Cover One, who is a tired Aaron Quinn from I'm Cover super tired, One. Man. He's got you know Aaron's a dad. He's got young kids who aren't feeling very well, and uh, and it's nice here. It's been sunny in Western New York here the last couple of days, and they even though they're not feeling good, they can't stop playing. So we just got some overtired kids. You might hear them in the background at some point tonight. If you hear somebody screaming, they're okay. Their safety is not being bothered. They're just (laughs) overtired kids, man. Like I told, I've said this before. If if you listen to this show regularly or watch it between Joe Yurd on Fridays with the fire trucks or Mm. Chris Baker with the dogs, uh, nothing new. It wouldn't be a podcast were it not for that. Let me tell you, before we get going, and by the way, like I said, this is going to be our fourth of five Bill's mock drafts. If you haven't followed along, go check out the first three because they've all been to some extent different, but, in other ways, they kind of been the same because we've been circling back on a lot of guys. We'll see if maybe we might try to switch it up uh, a little bit tonight. But um, if you don't know, Aaron, along with Eric uh, and Greg from Cover One, are all going to cover the draft in Vegas, which is really cool. I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. I want to talk about – there's a couple of news items regarding the bills that happened since we last did our mock, and we'll see if maybe that might change a couple of things up. I'll ask you about that in just a minute. For that, though – how I'm um, into you now, I know how into it, I should say, are you with uh, the MCU universe, like all the movies, the Marvel movies? Yeah. So um, I used to actually be really into comics as a kid, like into the comics yeah. themselves. And then I was kind of one of these fans that when the MCU stuff started coming out, like I'm not don't want to be a picky fan, but I know that I'm a little bit that way. So I kind of like just didn't really watch the stuff because it was so hyped up. So I like took sure. my time. I was like, I'll wait for it all to come out and I'll, I'll watch it all through. And I had seen a few, but then recently, right after the season to start, that was kind of part of my coping process with that Kansas city loss was I watched it all in order, at least in the order it is on Disney plus. Okay. I watched it in order. Uh, so recently, just like last month, I, I just went through the whole series and, and watched everything. I haven't watched all the TV shows yet, but all the cinematic stuff. That's what I'm doing literally right now. I found out Doctor Strange 2 is coming out. Um, on my, oh, actually, on my, my birthday, favorite, actually. May 6th, at my actual birthday. And you know how I am. I get I work from home, so I have a lot of time to do stuff at home while <laughs> I'm working. Right. Like I did the big Christmas binge. I've done a lot. of. I did all the Oscar movies. My new thing now is I'm going through. I looked it up online. In fact, just this morning, there's 27 movies, Marvel movies, chronologically in order. Not the order that they were released, but chronologically on how to watch them. And I've already knocked off the first two. Now, I've watched most of them before, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm new to the MCU fandom. I don't understand a lot of it. I didn't read any of the comics. So some of the movies... I did watch and pay close attention to some of the movies. I kind of watched loosely. Like I watched it with somebody, but I didn't really pay all that much attention. Right. And then a handful of them. I like literally never see. And the first two in order that I saw today was, um, it was captain America, the first Avenger. That's right. number one, which I, I like that a lot. And then I watched, uh, 
Captain Marvel, Marvel. just right. before we started taping, which is was only a couple of years ago, 2019. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pull some takes on Twitter because I like doing that shit. Are and you I watching the like... shorts with them? There's like those little short films in between. Are you watching on Disney Plus? I'm assuming. No, 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 no. I'm watching it on <sighs> my uh my secret service. Oh man, on Disney Plus they have all the shorts additionally, so it's like little 15, 20 minute sort of skits in between the movies. Oh, really? That is part of the timeline. They're pretty cool. Not oh, all the fans like them, but I enjoyed it. I never knew that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm watching them. And then, like I said, I'll have some takes. I power rank everything. I'll end up putting yeah. them together. But it's that's my uh, I'll give you listening to watch it. That's my new fun project that I like to binge. Uh, well, whenever you're ready to do top fives, top tens of that series, let me know. I'll tell you right now. I don't know if you've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. But I, I know I've seen at least there's two of them, right? Yeah. One I've and seen, two are I've the, seen in one my for opinion. sure. Yeah, I think they're the best two in that whole universe. Yeah, really. Yeah, you'll uh, love the soundtrack for that at, at the very least. Yeah, I've watched. I I know I watch at least one of them, if not two. But like I said, I also paid attention loosely in part because I was kind of lost in a lot of parts and didn't understand. But I figured by watching everything chronologically now and reading along as I go, I'll. Uh... Did you do that uh, with the Star War stuff? I'm not a Star Wars guy, really, because that's that actually surprises me. Because you're like that late '80s. Like, here's, an, that stuff here, here's that... an embarrassing confession, Aaron. I watched the original Star Wars, like the original movie. What was in the late '70s? It's the only one I've ever seen. I've never watched any of the other movies, none of this TV series, none of it. Just the original Star Wars. It's the only one I've ever seen. You ever. should do that. You should do that binge it, next. You know, it's weird. It, that kind of stuff. That genre doesn't really get do it for me just like with game but like game of what do you mean I, what genre it's not sci-fi it's like fantasy it's yeah like... it doesn't that too either or which is weird because game of thrones is like on my mount rushmore tv series of all time and harry potter really is harry thing. potter's up there for you yeah no nah, not really into that that's what i'm saying it's really weird i don't lord of the rings mm -hmm. don't really watch that either but yet like i said game of thrones was awesome and i'm fascinated by the mcu stuff so i'm really gonna dig in and Try really hard to get into it. Like I said, yeah. I got 25 more to go. I'll rank that shit one through 27. Forget yeah, about right. I know five. you will. Forget about top five. One other thing, too. I was going through Snapchat right before we started recording. There was a concert last night in Buffalo. It's not music that you and I are into. Wait, it's... wait, hold on. Pump the brakes. You're on Snapchat? Is that what you just said? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're on Man. TikTok. What's the difference? Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm a lot cooler than you. I'm supposed you to be on TikTok cooler. hip with the hip with the kids. <laughs> I didn't realize you were hip with the kids. You man. guys are doing by the way, you guys are doing I like what you guys are doing to cover one with TikTok. That's pretty cool. Thanks. I've seen some of Greg's ticks lately too. Uh yeah, he's done a good job. There's been a little peer pressure for Greg and I to start uh doing it. So we're we're trying to be a little more active on our TikToks, but it's just another way. Uh the thing that I like about it is a quick way to like record a thought where Twitter yeah. sometimes is hard to like really type out a nuanced thought and TikTok at least gives you you're still keeping it quick and allowed to uh, post it out there it gives you a video platform to do yeah, so it quick, is it's quick consumption for for people i yeah. like it a lot i think you guys are doing good it just drains all my attention whenever i get on tiktok it's like <laughs> oh, yeah, 15, yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes yeah I'm, I'm trying to learn the not i have tiktok too i don't know who the hell yeah. i'm kidding like <laughs> yeah right come on this you i i put it i i uh, open it up and start swiping before i go to sleep and the next thing you know it's been 90 minutes later because i'm looking at funny videos and and music and all kinds of stuff like that but i uh I, I was going through Snapchat and what I wanted to ask you was not ask you. Well, I do want, kind of want your take on it. So a friend of mine went to a, a, a heavy metal concert last night. One that you and I wouldn't really be into. It was like Trinity of Terror. It's, it's heavy metal. And yeah, it's not my style. Not, not, not my style either. But yeah. here's the thing. So I go, I go through one of my friends and their snaps and it's just a concert going on. And like, they recorded the whole thing. It's like, you, you're spending so much time basically. Doesn't it recording. disappear? Well, I did. It does. But my point is this. Well, even just say you're shooting video, forget about Snapchat. You know, you go to concerts and people always got their video and they're recording and everything. Doesn't it kind of like take away from the enjoyment? That was my thought. It's like, doesn't it kind of take away from your enjoyment of being there in the moment when you're sure. so focused on recording videos and posting them during the concert? I had thought of it. And then like literally before we hopped on together, um, somebody on Twitter, this girl, Charlene, I really don't know, her, but she had a point like that. There's something along the lines of, People who just put, record these snaps, like enjoy the concert that you're at. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like these people just, uh, I don't get well, it. Well, there's some clout in being there, right? Like, well, you, I, think I can see you... one picture or one quick video, but yeah. I'm talking like I watched about 15 minutes of a concert, which I didn't like. I mean, I was swiping through it anyway, not right. really paying attention. But it's attention's, like... uh, attention's a quite a drug, though. 
for a lot of people. And if they're getting attention from doing any type sure. of content, they're going to do it. I mean, it's a little bit what we do as content creators. Um, people just take it to different levels, right? You're on the internet. There's going to be people that take it too far. So I think there's probably some of that behind it. Um, but yeah, and then just people want people to know that they're out doing that kind of thing. But yeah. I think about it. I'm recording my kids all the time and I have that same thought. I'm like, wait, am I, shouldn't I just be enjoying them and like playing with them versus recording that true you know Good what point. i mean yeah. like there's, there's a mix of it so i think we're all guilty of it to an extent that's the cool thing about the masters though so masters they don't allow any phones or cameras right. or anything like that you just got to go and sit and watch golf and i think that's a pretty cool thing certain events there's some artists that don't allow cell phones at yeah, a, lot yeah. a lot of comedians yeah comedians they don't want their content out there yeah 100 right. by the way if you're watching this on video or if you're listening i should say on audio you couldn't see it Aaron seamlessly like a pro transition when his kid came into uh, to your podcast room right now. He's in trouble we were... tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you handle it like a pro, man. It was awesome. Anyway, all right, let's jump into a couple quick bills items. Then I want to get right into this mock. Things that happened since we recorded our mock last week. And the big one is Stefan Diggs resigned or not resigned. He he was extended, got a four-year deal. I think it was like 103 million. I don't know what all the particulars are. I don't have in front of me, and I really don't care. Um, I, I guess my point that I wanted to ask you is in our last two mock drafts, we've taken Chris Olave in the first round because, well, primarily because he's fallen to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Does Stefan Diggs, knowing that he's going to be here for four years, because, I mean, let's be semi-realistic here. I don't think either of us thought Stefan was going anywhere anytime soon, but no. you have it in the back of your mind that they sure. don't do something this year and then come next year, maybe it becomes a problem. And yeah. who knows? Never say never. We saw Devontae uh, Adams change teams. We've seen totally. Tyreek Hill. Tyree Hill yeah. That wasn't something that we thought would happen a year ago, and it happened now. Sure. So my point is, we didn't really talk about that, but it's in the back of your mind. Sure. And uh, But now Stefan is locked in for four years. Does that change your approach if you're Brandon Bean or for the purpose of our mock that we're going to do soon? Does that change your approach whatsoever on no. when? And where you might take a receiver in this draft? <clears throat> Not for me. I mean, depending how the board falls, if receivers, in my opinion, the best player on the board, I'm still taking that guy. Um, only in this world that I live in of mocks where I'm seeing players, right? Like and, and where I have players graded. I don't know where the bills are, but if say I have a round two, I'll take a guy in round two or mid round two. I'm not going to jump and take him at 25. If there's a receiver that it, I had a, a first round grade or closer to a first round grade on that player, I'm going to go with that guy. So uh, that hasn't changed one bit. I guess the only thing is, you know, there's still that money out there. If they address cornerback, I think that would be the only thing that would change priority wise. When I would want to get a player is if they got say a Stefan Gilmore or a Bryce Callahan to go this year, then I would feel a little bit better about the scenarios we've been doing, which is maybe a third, fourth, Mm -hmm. round type guy to be behind a vet and developing you don't need to to feel that type of urgency or panic to say hey i can't take a lave because he's there because now i have to reach for a corner to fill that role i think if they can fill this vacancy here the next two weeks at, at that veteran cornerback position that's the only one that really would change my view of how we have to approach this draft good point i don't to your point i don't think they're going to sign a corner before the draft i think if anything it might come after the draft, they probably on. have some deals at least already. Hey, if the draft doesn't work out the way we want to, right. we'd love to offer you this deal and we'll do it before we pack up in Vegas. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like have those deals already in place. Well, all right. So Stefan is extended again. And I kind of, I mean, I had to ask you, but I figured that that wasn't going to affect your, your draft thinking one way or the other. The other yeah, no. news item this week that I, at least I think anyway, is worth hitting on is mm. literally the, so Stefan Diggs, that extension was announced in the morning. That same day yep. is reported that Jordan Poyer is looking for a new contract. It's reported that Drew Rosen, Drew Rosenhaus is his new agent, which again, the timing coincidence or not, but um, that comes out literally the same day as Stefan gets his bag. And of course, and I'm not going to get into all the tweets and you probably don't even see him because she's probably got you blocked anyway, but, Rachel Bush had a, a bunch of tweets, um, you know, basically just talking her man up. You know, he's an all pro. He deserves money. They all, you know, he deserves to get his, just like everyone, I'm paraphrasing, just like everyone else's. Now, I will say this. I get why a lot of people 
won't, don't like Rachel Bush. I understand. And I'm not defending a lot of what she tweets about. I will say this in her defense though, Aaron, to be honest with you, she's tweeting about her man. She's tweeting her man up. I, 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 I got no problem. It's not the, yeah. Like for me, it's stuff like my, my wife doesn't use social media at right. all. So I don't know how that feels in a relationship, but I would think I'd want my wife supporting me. Like what the tweets that I saw people blasting her for, um, they weren't that bad. They weren't, they really weren't bad, man. You, uh, that might be the type of relationship they have where they openly just support each other all the time. And nothing she said was wrong. Right. right? That, like right. he's, he's taken good, decent deals and he's played hard for the team. And I think he's earned more money. I think all those things are true. And we've seen Stefan Diggs now, get renegotiated with two years remaining on his deal. He had to still play out that deal, which is a similar situation Jordan Poirier's in. And mm-hmm. I understand it's a work environment at the end of the day, man. If you see somebody get a big pay increase and you feel like, Hey, I'm one of those guys, uh, you know, like that's my peer. I'm one of the team leaders on this team. I'm one of the reasons this defense has been as good as it is. I also would like to get that type of treatment. I, I understand it's a human nature thing. Um, and I hope he does. I, I really hope they get something worked out with Jordan Poirier here. I'd like to see him. I think he's got at least two to three years of the same type of productive play that he's had, which is incredible. That's incredible value to me. It makes a ton of sense to keep him here. So I hope he gets it. But as far as the, the tweets and stuff, I will say I've had issues with some of the stuff I've seen Rachel Bush tweet in the past and like her and I've gotten into it with her. I'm not a huge supporter necessarily, but that none of that stuff had any inkling i think people were just piling on because they already don't like her they already don't like her because of her tweets about florida being you know the greatest state in the world and her political views and her views on covid and all that stuff but yeah in this case she's supporting her man i had zero issue with with any of that she was tweeting her own stuff she was retweeting a lot of fans you know pretty much people got mad she deleted something i'm sure man like i'm glad we're not famous people that's all I got to say. And that like every mistake I've always said, I'd rather, I'd rather be rich and famous. I would rather be rich from bit from a business venture than I would because I was a, an actor or a, or a famous musician or something. Yeah, like that. I, or I've said that just like when people times. are paying attention, you know how many tweets I've said something sort of stupid or I worded in a dumb way. And like mm-hmm. a minute later, I'll go through and just, ah, you know what? I'm going to delete this. It won't get, people aren't going to get it. That happens to real people too. Like uh, all, you know, that happens to famous Instagram models or famous people, they tweet things and it doesn't have to be more than it was. I think people just ran with that. It was a little over the top. Well, let's tie this potentially into the draft because here's where I'm going with this. Safety safety is not something we've thought about much early in the draft. Although we did have a discussion about linebacker and safety in previous weeks. Like you never know, they might be preparing for the future. I still, I still believe right now today that Brandon Bean will draft with 2023 and 24 and 25 as much in mind as he does this year. Sure. Um, when you, when you say, all right, so Jordan Boyer, it comes out, he wants a new contract. He's got a powerhouse agent now. His wife's tweeting, which say again, say what you will about her, but she's she's got a voice in that relationship. I promise sure. you that he they're making decisions together yeah. to some extent, at least anyway. So does Jordan Boyer deserve a deal? Yeah, I mean, there's the one who's gonna say no. Who if you're saying he doesn't deserve a deal, then what are you watching? He, he's an all pro, literally not a pro bowler. He's an all pro. Okay. Right. He's one of the best in the, in, in the game at his position. And it's, it's a position that ages well. Yes. And yes. his age is not his like true age. When you look at the mileage that he's put on his body. Right. Like, I, that's why I think, I think he could do another. So say it's a four year deal with an out somewhere in the middle where that, if the wheels fall off this thing, you can get Brandon Bean can get out of it, but that maybe it's really a three year deal and the fourth year is just some padded stuff where you're going to get the right. next two to three years out of an all pro guy that's hanging on in a position that ages gratefully, gracefully. And you could probably get a uh, hide to stay, give him a bump in the next year. There's going to be some money coming available. You get those guys for even two to three more years while this window is open. Like that's pretty massive and let them finish off their careers. And then you have a buffer for filling that in, either letting a DeMar Hamlin, continue to develop or bringing in a guy in this year's draft and give him a year or two to develop before you have to make that transition. We don't want that transition to be a, a, a real quick one linebacker. I at the point where I don't think it's ideal to move on tr- from Tremaine Edmonds, but if you had to replace that guy this year, I think you could, you have, if you kept Porter and Hyde and Taron Johnson, all the pieces around him, Matt Milano, I think you could get away with that where that safety position, I think is too crucial where you just want to keep it intact for as long as we can. 
I agree. And here, here was my point, though. Is he deserving of a contract? Yes. There's a, we're not debating that. Can it get done? Yes. However, I don't think it's quite the slam dunk and, and quite as easy as a lot of people think it is because of some of the other things that they need to do, or at least they they have to think about doing, whether it's giving Ed Oliver long-term money. Maybe they like Jermaine Edmonds. In fact, I know they like Jermaine Edmonds more than most fans do and a lot of media do. Sure. And then you got Dawson Knox, who really came to his own last year. He's becoming a star. Yeah. So you got those guys. I'm not even going to mention Devin Singletary because I think it's much easier to move on from a running back yeah. in a second contract. Sure. So for the purpose of this discussion, we, we don't even need to talk about him. But my point is you can't pay everybody. And I know Greg, your are probably Greg from Prove cover it. one. He, he came up with a, a diagram and he showed a, a way that the Bills can easily – um, get an extra $44 million on the cap next year just with four different restructures to stop. Yeah, and that's players. just next year. Yeah, That's just next year. But now you're talking, at some point, you're going to pay the Piper. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think they can pay Maybe. everybody long-term deals. We don't know. We don't know what the new cap's going to be. Those okay. numbers haven't come in yet. Like, it's going to go up. Like, things are going to continue True. to go up. Josh Allen's going to have those big restructures. Things that they're going to have. I think the window's going to be open a little longer than people think. I think... Guys like Brandon Bean, the way he staggered these contracts continuously, I think it opens him up for opportunities to cut bait on players and when he needs to and get some of that money back when he needs to. So I think this window in terms of how far they can manipulate the cap for for how long they can, I think it's wider maybe than we think. Like The Saints are probably still going to field a good football team this year, even mm-hmm. as bad as that cap situation is. I'm not saying the Bills are anywhere even close to what the saints are into. And I think you can ride that out a lot longer. People think uh, Packers Packers will be another super highly competitive team. Like you can ride this cap situation out for probably a decade before you have to really pay the Piper type thing. This is where it's kind of unfair when we do mock drafts, where you got guys like us who are content creators, as opposed to Brandon Bean, who's privy, I'm sure, to a whole lot more information than we ever will be. What their plans will be for the future, right? Like, we need to get a guy. Right. He has a better idea. He probably knows a lot better than we do where Jordan Boyer stands. What he knows what he's doing with Tremaine. Right. I he guarantee knows, you. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows what it's going to take. I think it'll be very telling come draft time. If the Bills take a safety in the first three rounds, I think that tells you that Jordan Boyer's future beyond this year is not a slam dunk. Yeah. That's what One I of the say. two. One of the two. Sure. So we'll find that out soon. Again, we haven't really messed around with the safety position in our sure. first three mocks uh, we until took, late in the draft. Like yeah, we took the, special the, teams guys. Yeah, and, right. But we haven't yeah. said, all right, you know, because just last week we took Quay Walker in the second round, and that was a, a very likely Tremaine Evans replacement. We haven't done that at the safety position yet. Um, yeah. All right, so let's, handling, re- let's review last week's mock draft, and then we'll jump into this week's. Um, so this was mock draft version three. Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, was their first pick. And by the way, we've taken him in our last two mocks at 25. Um, Quay Walker, a linebacker from Georgia. A lot of people were surprised by that. Cam Taylor-Britt, who we've taken all three mocks at this spot in round three. A corner from Nebraska. Uh, Rashad White, a running back from Arizona State in round four. Lasita Smith, an interior offensive lineman from Virginia Tech in round five. The punter, Matt Areza. Um from San Diego State in round six, which, by the way, we're going to talk about that in a minute. That's not going to happen. Not in round six. And we found out why he was still available on the draft network. And then uh, Smoke Monday, one of your favorite names of the draft. Uh, okay, safety from Auburn we took in the uh, the final round, the seventh round. So we'll jump right into this mock now. And uh, like I said, we are going to do the same thing. No trades this time. And um, let me open it up here. Again, this is where I have trouble struggling because my eyes are goddamn blind. I got it all set up. I have to squint to see. Can you see? Yeah, no, I'm fine. You're good. (laughs) I can't see well. All right, and again, uh, before we get started real quick, I'll remind people one more time. Typically, I actually prefer that you listen to the audio because I think it sounds a little bit better than the YouTube side. But when Aaron and I are actually doing these mocks, if you get a chance, pause it on the audio side and you want to jump on YouTube, you'll be able to actually see what we're doing as opposed to us just – Describing as best we can. But anyway, same deal as always. We're using the draft network model. No trades because it's just a pain in the ass, quite frankly. The machine is a pain in the ass. And uh we'll get started. So we're off and running. Again, we've taken Chris Olave in the first uh with the first round in both of the uh our mocks. Let's see if the he's gonna be Jets got again. Hutchinson in this uh scenario. I don't like that. Don't yep. Garrett Wilson's off the board at eleven. Yeah. The receivers are Trent going. Trent McDuffie's gone at 18. Elam 
Kyrie Elam gone at 21 right. to the so, Patriots. All right, so the, yep, so the Bills are going to be on the clock here. Yeah. And uh, all right, so now for a third straight week. Now, we, Aaron and I kind of discussed this before the mock, and I got some ads up on, on the screen. I can't help that. Yeah, whatever. Week. I'm sorry. Anyway, let me ask you this because sure. we kind of talked about it before we started taping. Let's try to figure out another scenario, uh, scenario with Chris Olave in part because he's been available on the draft network model. But in every mock that I've seen, for the most part, he's been gone by 25. Right. So let's approach this draft operating as if he was gone. Okay. You want, you want to do that for this week? Yeah. Let's review some names that I know Bills fans are really familiar with that maybe might have went early, earlier in the draft. Like I said, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver, went to Washington at 11. Andrew Booth Jr., who I've seen mocked to the Bills a couple times of late mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I've seen a couple where he slips. Not in this one because he's gone at 13 to Houston. Uh, Drake London, receiver gone, 15. Jamison Williams at 16. Uh, Trent McDuffie, a corner who's gotten a lot of talk about the Bills. He went to Philly at 18. Uh, Kerry Elam, corner, went to New England at 21. Good, I'd be happy if that happened. Zion Johnson went to pick before an interior offensive lineman to Dallas. So now the Bills are on the clock here. And I said, for this, this week, Let's pretend Chris Olave is gone and okay. let's operate from there. What All right. So just at the top here, I honestly, I don't know what, if I'm Brandon Bean, what am I doing with Tremaine Edmonds? But if Devin Lloyd's sitting there Jeez. at 25, it's tough that's to know kind of... that that's an existing thing coming up in the future one way or another. Like we either got to pay Tremaine or move on. If you we're even on the fence about moving on. This sort of would be something that would give you the opportunity. So maybe we've heard some of the idea that he's been making calls about veteran players talking about moving up in the draft or whatever it is. You know, Brandon Bean's often involved in phone calls about potentials that could happen. I'm sure he's talked to teams about what a trade for Tremaine Edmonds would look like just from a negotiation standpoint. Mm -hmm. So maybe he has a deal already lined where he would be able to take this, get on the phone, ship out Tremaine and make it sort of a one move transaction type of thing. So I would be into Devin Lloyd here, um, but let's see what else is there. I'm not as big as uh, here. Jahan Dotson is available. A lot of people I know really like him, love his hands. I'm not as high on him as others are that we're like Alave. I know for the sake of this one, we're saying he's not in, but if Alave is there, it's hard for me to say no to him where Dotson, even though he's graded similarly here, just doesn't do that as much for me. Um, who else is here? Traylon Burks is another guy that people are pretty high on. I think you could go with him here if you wanted. Uh, Lewis sign here, Georgia. Um, that would, I think is your Jordan Boyer replacement. That would road? maybe <laughs> indicate where you're going. Hey, uh, I believe so. Our guys, uh, the air rated our guys, Tilt Money and uh, Mathis are both doing a tracker. They're tracking all the top 30 visits, senior bowl connections, different interviews and stuff. And he was one of the guys that was in on the top 30 visit already uh, at the safety position. I think that raised some eyebrows that a guy that's projected in the first round, maybe early second is one of Bill's top uh, 30 visits. So that sure. is something, right? Sure. Uh, so I think if we go back up here, do we want to be crazy and take... Tremaine Edmonds replacement right now and get this over with and peel that bandaid off. Or do we want to take more for a need? I would say this, if this draft was real and this is the way it played out, it would have taken me a half a second to take Devin Lloyd. It would have been done deal. The reason why I'm hesitant is all is almost because although it's not our fault, it's beyond our control. It's I, tough to see this. Tell me, tell me a scenario that have you seen one? I've never seen one scenario where De until tonight, or Devin Lloyd's available. Yeah. My thinking was, because I've thought plenty about Devin Lloyd. We talked about a little bit last week. I'd love to along do with it. Curry yeah. Walker. It's like, I think you would have to trade up to maybe 15 to 17 to have a realistic chance to get him. Sure. And now he just fell in our lap at 25. I almost have a hard time buying it. I mean, anything's possible, I guess, uh, in yeah. these scenarios. You never know. Yeah, I've, I have not seen him typically out here but there, there's a bunch of guys that we saw go a little earlier here elam like if some weird things happen where a team jumps up yeah, eight never, to 10 I spots mean, to take you know sure. elam it takes a, a couple extra quarterbacks guys come off the board and take some of these quarterbacks that probably don't belong in the first round some weird stuff could happen i don't really think i see that happening but hey 
uh, if they if the league doesn't value the linebacker position enough where it pushes him back, I would absolutely entertain this conversation. But the thing I keep coming back to is it's it is a conversation that involves another transaction. So it's not one that you can just run up and say, OK, well, we'll figure it out later. You have to know that you have some ability to move on from Tremaine clean right now and get something for him or have that plan already in place because that, it's sure. just a tough, tough needle to thread, you know? Sure. Well, what do you want to do? do it. Let's You're do it. I don't have to deal with Tremaine Edmonds tonight and his agent. So let's do it. Let's take him and then let Brandon Bean. <laughs> okay. So in a shocker, folks, uh, Devin Lloyd, who most have projected going somewhere between 10 to say 17. Sure. Has fallen down the board, which unlikely, but it does happen. Right. But people are like saying that about Alave, right? Yeah. Alave is not supposed to fall to where the Bills, but he's right. still here this, on the board. This, Somebody's going to be. Right. And so th- I, what I'm saying is this isn't unprecedented. This yeah. could happen. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to make that pick. The Bills are going to be on the clock. While we're getting up to the second round, I'm going to take a real quick break and be right back. Uh, more Buffalo Bills mock draft version four. My man, Aaron Quinn. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back with Aaron Quinn. We're rolling along here. The Bills are about to be on the clock with their second round pick, 57. Again, we are doing no trades today, and uh, we'll get to uh, the Bills are about to come up on the clock now, and we'll yeah. look at a couple of picks that went. bunch of dudes already like off the board. I hate yep. Uh, just to recap, guys that have went <laughs> recently, uh, Roger yeah. McCrary to corner, 155 yep. to Arizona. Um, Tyler Smith in the interior Smith. offensive line, like him, Isaiah Spiller, uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, he goes He's to Philly. Gone. Uh Trey McBride's a tight end. Now, I, I believe that the, he was, is, I think he was one of the ones who had visited the Bills. I've yeah. heard something about some sort of connection with him, which is a little bit surprising, quite frankly. But anyway, yeah. he wouldn't be an option because he's gone at 49 to the Saints. Kenyon Green, a guy who I think, the, I personally think the Bills might consider in the first round, depending on how the board falls. Um, <clears throat> sure. He went to 48 with Chicago, yeah. Tariq Wooden and Kyler Gordon, two corners. Yeah. Going by this, so Aaron, if you really want a corner in the first two rounds, I think if you don't go one in the first, like say a guy like Lloyd Probably falls to you, or Olave falls to you and you really like him, and you say, I can't pass up on these guys, the value's just too good. I think if you want one of these corners, like a Wooden, a Gordon, um, this exercise is showing me that I think the Bills will need to move up in round two to go get one. I'm not sure that you could sit at 57. Assuming and, these and, are right, yeah. Right, exactly. And I think to some extent they will be. Anyway, Kenneth sure. Walker, running back. Kenneth Walker, too. he would be a perfect uh, Ravens. Sure. Goes to the Ravens. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Sky Moore. Of course Moore was he off does. the board already. Yeah. All right, so now we're up there. And, yeah. uh, the top I like guys a lot of guys board. already that we're looking at here. Uh, Brees Hall would be a guy that I'd happily run up the card for. Uh, sure. Get that running back guy that we talk about. Sean Ryan is a interior offensive lineman. He just had a, I think, um, Top thirty or virtual visit. Yeah, deals, I think now he was a tackle who could was play guard. Intent? I've I've read up on him. I remember yeah, yeah. him. Yep. Uh, George Pickens is actually a wide receiver. I don't hate taking here in the second round. He was a beast at Georgia. That injury is a little bit concerning, but you have the best training facility in the country, and so mm-hmm. uh, let a guy do that. Uh, Dylan Parham, uh, interior offensive line out of Memphis. This is another guy I would take here happily if we scroll down. If we didn't. Uh, already take a linebacker, say we Chad, Chad went a different way. Yeah, I think Chad Mumu would be nice right mm-hmm. there. 
Uh, John Mechie was just in town for a uh, uh, 30 visit as yep. well. Receiver for um, Alabama. Yep. Uh, so receiver Alabama, that might be a uh, case in point. They seem to be targeting this sort of second round here. So uh, let's see nothing. I think in anything else we could probably come back up for or do something for. So I guess it depends where really positionally we want to go. I, it's hard for me to think Hall will make it to the second round. Honestly, I think he's a first round type talent, if not early second mm-hmm. round. So it's hard for me to see him there and not grab right. him. But um, I know you're also kind of high on interior offensive line. Yeah, in this draft process. Is there anyone on the interior offensive line that you got to walk away with in this round? Or I've, I've read up on Ryan from UCLA. Yeah, I, I like him. Um, I think he's a guy that you could bring in kind of like Spencer Brown last year. Yeah, he, he develops for a year and then maybe that's your answer for Roger Saffold in 2023. Yep. You know, an, an expensive guard is a position. Again, we just spent a lot of time talking about Jordan Poyer and Dawson sure. Knox and Ed Oliver and, uh, you know, um, Poyer, you, you get, you get, well, maybe you can sign them all. And if, if, but if right. you do, you damn sure better have some starters that you're not having to go on a free agency and pay four or $5 million for our one, two right. year deals. So you want to try to, you want to try to find a couple guys who could start next year, but again, Hall there, that he could be your, he might be a starter as a rookie, but he certainly would be a starter in year two of Singletary walk. So yeah, you wise, either of them would make sense. Yeah. I think you can get rid of that Singletary contract in the future and not have to pay a guy twice by getting a lot uh, of running back. You could maybe get that running back later. Um, I also think there's a good amount of, at least the way these things have fallen for us in the experiments that we've run, there's some good interior offensive linemen mm-hmm. in a round or two available too. So that's something to think about where the running backs do thin out a little bit. Uh, there's some guys that you can take, but it's more of a proje- projection with hall. I think you can plan on this guy should be able to be our, what Devin Singletary is now productive starter in the I NFL agree. where a lot of these other guys, it's a projection. Like maybe they can be a third down back. Maybe it can become more than that. I think, for me, I think just where I value the prospects, Hall right now is the best player on this board. In my well, let's opinion, take him quite a bit. Let's take him again. It's very similar to Lloyd. My my bigger problem seems to be I don't think Hall will be, be there, there right? at fifty seven. I don't know. Like, I hate I to say it. I hate to say those absolutes. Like there's no way this guy, but it's hard to think. Well, Aaron and I aren't cheating. <laughs> We're not cheating. This is the way it's falling to us because man, I can't imagine. The Bills being more happy to be able to come away with Lloyd and Hall. Although, to your point, you better have a backup plan for Edmonds. Right. Lloyd, I think Lloyd, even as a rookie, Lloyd is going to be more than just your A.J. Klein snaps, even as a rookie. You know what I'm saying? So I think at that point, you're getting rid of Edmonds and trading him for something, an asset, maybe a corner, maybe a veteran straight up. Who knows? All right, so the Bills are on the clock at uh, round round three, pick 89. You want to Calvin yeah. Austin Jr. is a wide so, receiver. Yeah, Calvin Austin Jr. was one that I was hoping maybe would follow us. Yeah. That would have been an he, easier two pick picks for me. before. Yeah. Um, who else here? Scroll down. Nothing. None of like guys that I've been targeting necessarily around here. Um, John Mechie would be a guy that maybe hope would fall a little he bit went later. To Chicago. Sean Ryan went to Jacksonville right before that. Chad Muma, uh, that linebacker that we could have been targeting if we hadn't mm-hmm. at sixty nine. Dylan Parham at 67. So those interior offensive linemen came off the board pretty quick. Yeah. Yep, so we're, yep. we're kind of banking on that a little bit later here. So in thinking about, you know, wanting to walk out of this draft with one of those interior offensive linemen, right? We're one of the things I kind of like to do with this pick is we've been taking Cam Taylor Britta Bunch. I'll be happy to walk out of this draft with mm-hmm. him over and over again. This is another scenario, though. The more I get into this draft, the more I fall in love with a guy like Cam Taylor Britt, the more I don't see him getting out of the second round. I'm not going to lie. I think he's a second round prospect. And in all these drafts where we're all getting him in the third round are going to make us look silly when he goes somewhere in the mid second uh, and doesn't even make it to Buffalo. So we'll see about that. Possible. But but he's there now, right? We keep saying that. So, but uh, scroll up a little bit. Um, Nick Bonito edge out of Oklahoma. This was another guy that was a uh, visit with the bills and supposedly good interest. Our guys at the air raid hour were pounding the table for him in the, uh, the chat saying that this could be sort of, you know, you pair him with Vaughn Miller and really sort of more that style of dominant pass rusher type guy. So this wouldn't be a move for right now. This would be, Hey, 
we don't want to keep chasing old veteran guys push exactly a guy like, by the aj epinesa if you take it at least pushing them you're pushing them right it's him and shaq lawson fighting for that very last spot yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i don't know that's a guy i would consider there uh, we already took a running back otherwise i would consider um cook is there james cooks is right there but we can walk out of here with cam taylor brand again i would absolutely be static to leave yeah. the draft he's my favorite player i told you we might take him all five rounds by the way side note james cook georgia is like the entire georgia roster like a, a top th- three round pick right now because it feels that way man it's like that every defense time dude that defense is stupid good <laughs> we really took cam was. taylor Britt. we we can't not take him when he's on yeah. the board emerson's it's, another guy he's going to be going right there to the Bengals. that would be a guy maybe to take in the, this area as well um benito went off the board there at 99 Cleveland. yeah James Cook on to KC. You'd hate to see that. Yeah. You know, the one, I don't want to say criticism, but the one thing that I have gotten a lot of feedback from friends and people who, who watch and listen to the show is that we haven't addressed corner enough. And I don't agree with that. I think if you get a guy in the third round, the way Brandon Bean seems to have a value on CB2 in the position, and Joe Biscaglia has talked about this and wrote about this on The Athletic, I think they just have a lot, a much bigger premium on the safety position. Like Joe Biscay was talking about if the Bills are going to trade up. position, they prioritized. Yeah, like he said, Joe could see, uh, he said something, and I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he said something along the lines of he could see the Bills making a big trade up for Kyle Hamilton more than he could for any of the corners in the draft. I just found Maybe. that interesting anyway. Yeah. But uh, All right, so we're here in round four, pick 130. This is where we've kind of mixed it up a little bit. Like I said, yep. Dan Taylor Britz went in the third round on every one of ours. Um, so let's see here. Some guys, uh, Zion McCollum went to the Ravens. He's a suit crazy toolsy. So this would be the guy that, um, your Spencer Browns, your Doyles, these guys mm-hmm. that are just like oh, the RAS is off the charts. They, they just test the, as, as good as you can at a position. He would be one of those types of projects. Uh, Wandale Robinson, if you scroll up, would be a guy that maybe could become your, Crowder replacement in a year could be that Cole Beasley role at some point in the future, um, but maybe solidify that slot on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. He'd be a guy right there. Scroll down a little bit more. Maybe Brian Robinson. If you scroll, sorry, up a little tiny bit. Jets. Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah, to Jets. This guy, man, he's not the kind of back that gets a lot of love nowadays, but he, like the guy just is always falling forward. He's always upright. And the DMs I had mentioned earlier today that I thought Isaiah Spiller reminded me a little bit of Fred Jackson in that his contact balance, just like the guy seems to just bounce off a of contact. He always stays upright, even when he's running kind of tall guys just bounce off of him. Robinson is also reminds me of that in his contact balance. So he could be like a really good productive back, but we've already taken it back here today, but that would be a guy. Um, Alex Pierce, Alex Pierce is another wide receiver that I would love. So there's a lot of talent that's already off the board in this round. This yeah, might be. We have a one receiver in this draft, so we haven't addressed that. So, yeah, right, we haven't done. Yeah, now we're receiver. in round four. We talked about this before the draft too. The putter, Matarazia. This would be the earliest I think we'd be allowed to take him, or the latest I should say. We got him in the fifth round last week. That's from what I've read. That's not going to happen. He's a potential day two pick. Certainly a fourth rounder. This I don't. Guy can't even hold. Right? You can't even hold kicks. I think we talked about, dude, <laughs> I can't remember what we talked about on the air and off the air. We talk so much now, but um, I think we said that we weren't going to take a part of this week. We said we, we think it's so obvious that they're probably just going to get someone in off the street, a guy who's kicked for another team. Honestly, I think it'll be the whole, hot. yeah, it'll be the yeah, whole. Yeah, so yeah, who knows? Fine. We're not going right. to take a punter this week, folks. Okay. Not doing it, so. Scroll down, then. Let's see what we got. Uh, Kyron Williams would be a guy we already took a running back. Pierce is another guy that I like. So there's a couple of running backs to think of. Uh, Jones Jr., Velas Jones Jr. sitting right there. That'd be hard. I think he's visiting the Bills. I think I read that he's or he's visiting some. I, th- I thought it was the Bills. Maybe it wasn't the Bills. Officially, yeah. He's visiting somebody. I because I almost tagged I hope you so. on Twitter. It's trash. I saw a Pro Football Talk had a tweet about him today, and I almost tagged you in it. Um, uh, sc- sorry, scroll up. From, or uh, Rashad White would be a guy if we again didn't take Took running backs. Maybe something to think about. Holding off a week or two, I think we could get some good talent at running back still that would do, do exactly what we're looking for out of that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took it more of a luxury in this this one. Uh, Kobe Bryant, I'd, I'd be cool with continuing to double dip with him uh, at that position. 
um, where, you know, people are saying we need to put a priority on it, but I think we double dipped twice at corner mm-hmm. in this draft process. Uh, I think we're a little too far now for Cam Jurgens. We're a little too, a little too low, a little too low. Here, Although so. last week, I remember he was gone in round five when the bills were on the clock. I, I do remember that. That's true. So um, I, I, yeah. Do you, you have anything to say? Um, well, you like Jones and we haven't I like Jones. The yet. Yeah, I would say for me, it would be Jones or Kobe Bryant. I that I, I would feel totally cool about double dipping on corner. Um, and Adam Jones wouldn't be a problem for me. People don't like his age. I don't. I don't have any problems with his age. So, I, I'm, for the sake of this one, let's go with Jones and see what happens. All right, so Switch it Jones Jr., wide receiver from Tennessee, fourth round pick of the Buffalo Bills. He's going to be your returner immediately. And we're off to the fifth. Now, we got a way to go, and I'm watching as these picks go. I really like Cam Jurgens if he's there in the fifth. Yeah. We got him once in the fifth, and last week he, he went before the Bills were on the clock in the fifth. And we're now in the round five. And uh, so far, he's there. There's Rashad White. Went to Chicago. You talked about him. We, in fact, we took him last week. There he is. He's gone. gone. Yep, he's gone. He goes to Minnesota. I think one Kobe Bryant almost lasted too. Dang. Yep. He's gone. Casita Smith is gone. God, that so those are two good. I'll tell you, Smith and Jurgens. Again, part of doing this, the fun of doing this exercise for several weeks is I start to get an idea of where I like these guys. And yeah. at least based you, on if you wait, if you don't address interior offensive line and you want to, if you get to the fourth round, if you like Smith or Jurgens. I think you'd have to pull the trigger because I think there's a pretty good chance that by the time you get to the fifth, they're going to be gone. Now, maybe gotta, if you do trades, you might want to trade up from the fifth into the late fourth or earlier in the fifth, and then you might be able to get one of those two. But anyway. Uh, next week, I got a challenge for us because it's going to be our last week next week, right? Yep. The whole show is just mock drafts. We'll do two, but let's pick a different networks like PFF or PFN sure. mock draft simulator. With all we know and the ones we've done, and you have the historical of like where we've been able to pick guys, and let's see how different those boards fall. See if it screws us up. See if it just totally screws us up. Sure. Because I think it's an interesting part of the practice of you get so used to playing with this mock simulator. Like I I have a pretty good idea where guys are going to be on this mock simulator, and I guarantee you the NFL draft is going to be nothing like. There's going to be a bunch of guys they just scatter all around these rounds, even if this thing is. 60 percent accurate that's not good enough to right. uh, make assumptions of where all these guys are going to go but so i think it would be a fun exercise to since we've been buried in this mock draft board to see how sure. different it is to, to somebody else and then we can come back and do a sure. final mock on here is that an agreement yeah i like it i like i like it a lot all right all right so smith and jurgens are two interior offensive linemen that i would have loved in the fifth round they're both gone we already agreed we're not taking matt Ariza. he won't even be there in the fifth anyway so let's operate from there all right, let's see. Oh, okay. It gets harder because a lot of guys that we like that have been around in this spot are, are all gone go. right now. Yeah. Um, this is tough. Maybe they're me. paying attention to our mocks and they're getting these guys drafted earlier now. Get them away from us. Um, Isaac, what? Scroll back down. It's probably a next round pick, but I like Thomas Booker a little bit there. I like Isaac, Isaac Taylor Stewart a little bit there. Um, scroll up here. Let's see. Or it's our fifth. Damone Clark, maybe. Uh, you could take a flyer on a linebacker at this point. I think you'd be okay there. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr., we already took a running back, but this would be another opportunity to do that. Uh, Yusuf Corker, if you wanted to address your safety position, maybe that's an opportunity to get a guy I, I like a little bit. I mean, I, I'm i just starting to get into the safeties, to be honest. After the Poirier news, I've just... <laughs> looking over the last right. week so i'm not too strong i'm gonna say that everything i've been looking at for safeties has been more the idea of making this guy carve out a role on special teams so um i think we're still good there so here scroll are we all the way up just yep. take the punter no um can't take the punter not in the fifth we can't take a punter i still think he could be there but i'll trust you guys uh all right scroll back down a little bit let's go with and this might be my toughest one yet Scroll down a little further. I think in part because we've did things that we didn't expect, like taking a linebacker in the first yeah, sure. round was not something we expected to do. Right. Um, let's go with uh scroll down. Let's take Stewart. 
Isaac Taylor Stewart. Isaac Taylor Stewart, a corner. All right, so yeah. we're going to double down. It's a bit of a reach here, but we'll take two corners. Isaac Taylor Stewart, a corner from uh, the University of Southern California. So I like this, though, man. Honestly, like, if there's a position in the NFL nowadays that you should walk away from every draft with multiples, in my opinion, it should be corner. Like sure. you, should, you should add one or two of these guys every single year, hoping that one pans out. And gosh, if you're lucky, you get two of them to be productive. And let's not forget, man, the Bills are thin at corner right now. And their best corner, one of the best in the league, is coming up in ACL. So yeah, yeah. The second corner you take, take two, yeah, the second corner you takes one snap away from potentially playing, right? If they don't address it in free agency and you go in with say it's uh, a first rounder, second rounder, and then you're probably going to have to double dip just to get enough depth. Unless you trust your Nick McLeod's, you trust your Cam Lewis's to come in and play on the outside. I don't know if you do or not. Yeah. All right. All so, right, so where Bills, are we at? The bills are here. Pick 185 round six. Um, Corker is the safety on. talk. He, he went to uh, Houston. Just a couple picks for Pierre yeah. Strong. A running back went to the Giants. Eh. Not much, not much. Yeah, we're, I, we we've admittedly hit the reach part of the uh, I think yeah, <laughs> of sure. this draft right now. Now it's time to uh, just figure out. And by the way, going back to corner, I think if, even if the Bills took save McDuffie falls to them, or they really love McCreary to take him sure. in the first round, they could go round one and come right back in round three on the sure. corner. That yeah. one st- shocked me whatsoever. Nope. Anyway, I all agree. right. So, but we've taken two. So, no any more. of these names ringing a bell to uh, you? Any, yeah. Any? No, I will keep scrolling here a little bit. Man, I don't love. How this board is falling for There's us. a guy we Wanye, a little let's bit take one or Chris Paul. We can take Paul. either. I'd be happy with Chris Paul or Wanya Thomas. Uh, let's take Paul for the sake. Did we already take an interior? No, we did not do that. We yet. have not touched it yet. So yeah, we missed out on dragons. Let's get Paul. All right, I think we might have taken him right. Of, I think in the sixth round, maybe in the first mock as well. We've so taken him. Yeah, Chris Paul, an interior offensive lineman from Tulsa, is coming yeah. in. He's going to compete. This for is a job. dude that's played tackle in the past and is projected to be a guard at the, at the NFL level. So he's got a little bit of positional versatility as well. And he's got mm-hmm. some athleticism, but he can also be a big mean guy. So I like it. I think, you know, Hey, the punter just went off the board, by the way, there you go to Jacksonville, of course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the bills are on the clock here. They're going to do plenty of punting. So this is a uh, late round six, and then they're going to have one more pick in one round pick. seven. Yeah. So we got, we got two more picks here. Well, this Let's take out- Thomas. This, there's yeah. no discussion here. Wanye Thomas, a safety from Georgia Tech. You've liked him yeah. a lot. We've I do like him a, him a lot, times. man. I don't think he can. I don't think he'll be a Jordan Poyer replacement. I think he'll be a special teams guy, and maybe he can be what we've always wanted Saran Neal to be, which is really good special teams guy that can also contribute on defense. But I don't think you plan on it yeah. in the sixth round. All right. Well, Wanye Thomas, safety from Georgia Tech, is our second last pick, and now we're coming up on our last pick. Um. Let's see. Jalen Naylor is a guy that mm-hmm. I think he's still on the border. Did he just go? He just went to the Chargers. Heard you talk about him. Um, that's the fun Corbin, part of this exercise. Later in the draft, I'm starting to recognize a lot more names because they're guys that we've talked about or guys that you've brought up and then I've read up on afterwards. Um, all right, so we've come all up right. now. Bills are on their last pick. Let's see here. Scroll down a little bit. Oh, let's see. Not a heck of a lot here. Spoke folks. Monday's my guy, but that's not going to go safety back to back. Let's see. It's not a lot of pickings. I'm sure there's guys here that I'm just looking over um, that haven't come on my radar yet. Let's uh, scroll up. Let's take. Jeez, uh, let's take Myron Tagovailoa. You know what's funny is he plays for my team and I still can never pronounce his last name. Yeah, I don't know his last name. Tagovola. He's, he's an edge guy from Notre Dame. Let's yeah, take him. Take him. Let me get a good look here, just in case this board. Because the first time we did this, if you can remember, the board screwed up on us and I think it was lost, you. I think it was user it. error. You yes. didn't like it. <laughs> All right, so this is about to be done here, and they're finalizing the draft, and then we'll run through our picks. It's not my favorite one. Thoughts. It's not my favorite draft of ours. I, I, I'm going to tell you why it's not my favorite. There's only one. Re- it is my favorite in terms of what we got. It's not my favorite because I don't believe in it. If that makes any sense. When you took Chris Olave the last couple weeks, I felt like that was reasonable for him to be there because I think three or four receivers, three receivers for sure could go ahead of him. Sure. Possibly four. 
Ain't no linebacker going ahead of Devin Lloyd. And I'm having a hard time believing that 24 teams are not going to take the best linebacker in the draft. A guy that could go as high as 10, 10 yeah. to 15, like I said, around that range. So I have a problem with that. And I have a problem with Bryce Hall being available at 57. But anyway, let's recap. All right, so the Bills took linebacker Devin Lloyd in the first round. Um, running back Bryce Hall went to Buffalo, pick 57 in round two. Cam Taylor Britt for fourth straight week is a Buffalo Bill. We got him in yeah, round Yeah, it's going to break my heart. The more I take him, the more likely it is the Bills are not taking him. I'm just this has gotten to the point. It's gotten to the point where one of my favorite things is going to be on night two of the draft is seeing where Cam Taylor Britt ends up. You know it's going to be like my Terry McLaurin where they just didn't take him and he goes on. He's great. How much will that suck if the Bills haven't picked a corner yet and he goes like two picks before uh, the Bills pick at what is it? How would you even put that out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue here. Fourth round, we got Vilas Jones Jr., wide receiver from Tennessee. Fifth round, um, Isaac Taylor Stewart, a corner from USC. So we double down there. Chris Paul goes in the sixth. We got two six-round picks. An interior offensive lineman from Tulsa. And then we came back with Wanye Thomas, the safety from Georgia Tech. And then in the last round, we're taking a flyer on Myron. Uh, type, I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, whatever. He's a MTA. practice squad candidate, but he is from my squad from Notre Dame. All right, I mean, we kind of hinted at what we're feeling about this already. But now you, we go through this draft. You see the names. How are you feeling right now? Let's pretend it happened. Because that's what we're Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You just added the future starting uh, linebacker. You've reset the clock on that. That's a position you don't have to pay. I can go ahead and give Ed Oliver an extension or get Dawson Knox taken care of and know that I got a a younger piece that I'm going to keep instead and and that we've reset the position there. I'm happy there. Hall comes in immediately, in my opinion, pushes Singletary for that starting position. If not, it's his job going forward for the next few years. Again, resetting the clock on that. I'm happy there. Uh, Jones, Bellis Jones, um, you know, Kendall Mursky brought up a great point because people have talked about his age a lot and why he might fall in the draft. And he's already older than Tremaine Edmonds. And actually Kendall had brought up where maybe that's a a plays to the bills benefit a little bit where he can come in be a productive dude, take a year or two to develop. And when it's time for him to get his deal, he's already going to be aged out of where you give wide receivers big money. So maybe that age isn't something that impacts his ability to get a big second contract anyway. And so you can get a guy on a deal. So and either way, even if he only plays at a productive level for that rookie deal, you're still getting a productive player for four years. So who mm-hmm. cares? Um, Cam Taylor Britt, dude, I, this is the one that surprises me the most. I really did. I just don't think he's going to be a third round dude. I, I, he is a sticky player. He checks every box. He's athletic enough. He's not the most athletic coordinates draft, but he's athletic enough. He's sticky, plays the ball with aggression. He tackles well. He was a team captain. He checks all the boxes across the board. Some team's going to fall in love with him. He's going to be a guy that surprises people when he's not there in the third round. But if he's there, I think the other thing that's nice, and this is sort of a crutch in the draft network, is that people say we haven't put enough on cornerback, but it's my confidence in Cam Taylor Britton that I know he's always there in these draft network things where I feel comfortable taking him and feeling like I dress the position in a way that actually matters and a guy that's going to become a productive corner for us. So that's a hard one there. And then once, once you get past that, you're getting into rotational positions and stuff like that. Maybe these guys don't even make the team. We're talking about the fifth, sixth round guys, maybe six guys can make this team this year that come from this draft. So it's not going to be all these guys. I'll say this. We've already talked about, I, I think it's unlikely that Lloyd and Hall would both be there where they are, but let's say they are. I would be happy because A, you just added two talented players, but also earlier in this podcast, we we talked about how they might not be able to pay everybody. Well, sure. you just solved Tremaine Edmonds. You ain't going to be paying him. And you solved Devin Singletary. You're not going to be paying him. Not that they probably would anyway, a big sure. second contract. So now you got Knox and, and Oliver and Jordan Poyer pay those guys you know keep them around for a couple of years they're great players right you don't got to worry about Edmonds and you don't got to worry about Singletary the one do-over I wish we can go back and do over for me is I really would like to get an interior offensive lineman within the first four rounds sure and between Jurgens and, and Lasita Smith if we could go back in that fourth round now knowing that they wouldn't be there in the fifth I would like to go back and uh and get one of them but sure all in all I liked it a lot man so yeah. next next week we'll do our last one 
and we're going to like I said, we'll fly to a draft network one and then you pick it and we'll go we'll do a different model too and just test it. We'll just test the boards. Yeah, it'll be fun, man. But anyway, thanks everyone for for listening, for watching. Um, like I said, this was mock draft version four, mock draft final mock draft version five. My man Aaron Quinn next week, next Wednesday. As always, buddy, thanks for doing this. Like I said, I know you're tired. You're keeping you up, man. But uh, you know, I always appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, man. I could talk shop anytime. So even when I'm exhausted.